Welcome to this episode of Kings and Priests. My name is Richard, and my goal is to help you to be forged into the man God has called you to be. Not a church man, but a man of God, walking out your purpose, living on mission, and impacting your home and community. So let's get started. The True Nature of Grace Too many Christians here in the West look at God's grace, and they view it as some sort of greasy lubricant that allows us to slide into heaven while we live any way we want to here on earth. Nothing could be further from the truth. Today we're going to unpack the true nature of God's grace and see it for what it really is. We can see the nature of grace easily enough by comparing two well-known Bible stories. The first is when Moses strikes the rock in Numbers chapter 20. God told Moses to speak to the rock, but he struck it twice with his staff instead. Because of this, God told Moses and Aaron that they would not enter the land that God had promised to his people. Fast forward to the story of the woman caught in adultery. In John chapter 8, Jesus told the assembled men that whoever is without sin should cast the first stone, and the group dispersed. Jesus ended the encounter by saying, Go and sin no more. This is the quintessential story of God's grace through his son Jesus. When compared to the previous story about Moses, it's the easiest thing in the world to compare the differences between the two stories, between the judgment of God and the grace of God. I would submit to you, however, that just as much attention needs to be given to what these two stories have in common. In neither of these accounts does God accept or tolerate sin. In the first story, God's judgment of Moses makes it abundantly clear. In the second, Jesus tells the woman to go and sin no more. Once again, God doesn't tolerate the sin. So with these two stories in our minds, we can finally answer the question, what is grace? Grace is the mechanism that God has put in place that provides each of us with the time and space we need to repent and turn away from sin. It's the forestalling of judgment that gives all of us a chance to change our ways before it's too late and we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. If the woman had been stoned to death, she would have never been afforded the opportunity to change her ways. That's really the lesson of grace. All too often in today's church, we read this verse as though Jesus had said, Go, and if you want to keep sleeping around, that's fine, I guess. Just be a really nice person. That's really all God cares about these days. Allow me to break the news to you, modern, hip, and relevant church. That isn't even in the same time zone as what Jesus told the woman. And it's time we stop telling people that as well. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul tells us that people who practice sin will not inherit the kingdom of God. In fact, he admonishes the church in Romans 6 against using God's grace as an excuse to continue in sin. Now you might be thinking, how do we reconcile that with 1 John chapter 2, which says that we have an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus? Well, one thing that's important in that scripture is the verse says, Do not sin, but if you sin, you have an advocate. It doesn't say when you sin or after you get all your sin out of your system. It says if. I have a dog, and that dog barks on occasion, as you would expect it to do. Barking is in her nature, and if I were sitting in the living room and she sat up on her bed and started crowing like a rooster, I would find that to be a bit unsettling, to say the least. She is a dog, after all, crowing like a rooster is not in her nature. As a follower of Christ, sin should not be part of your nature either. In fact, holiness and righteousness 
should be your new nature. And sin should be foreign and unsettling if it does occur. Am I saying we're saved because of our good works? Of course not. Ephesians chapter 2 is crystal clear on that matter when it says, By grace are we saved through faith. So our good works don't save us. But that same chapter goes on to say that we are created in Christ to do good works. In other words, we're not justified by our good works. We do good works because we follow Christ. So back to grace. If you're a believer and you sin, the Holy Spirit convicts you and grace gives you the time and space you need to repent and make a change, to turn from that sin. Grace holds back the judgment and says, go and sin no more. However, if you practice sin and make it your daily habit, the time afforded by grace will eventually run out and the judgment will come. As men of God, it's time we stood up and pushed away sin. It's time we took a stand for holiness and righteousness, and it's time we got into the Word for ourselves and found out what it really says, instead of outsourcing our spiritual health to church leaders. We should be living a disciplined life unto God. We should be disciplined to the teachings of Christ, so that we may be called Christians. And if we sin, well, if we do, God's grace is there giving us the space we need to make a change. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Kings and Priests. I hope today's episode challenges you and encourages you to be what God created you to be. If so, like, subscribe, and share this with other men. All the scripture reference used in today's episode can be found below. I encourage you to get into it, read it for yourself, make sure that we're rightly dividing the word of truth, and never take anyone's word for it. After all, it's your relationship with God. Take responsibility for it. My name's Richard, and we'll see you next time.